September 28, 2022, a contemporary Christian Science Bible Lesson Sermon read from the English Standard Version of the Bible, copyrighted by Crossway Bibles, and from 21st Century Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, a modern version of Mary Baker Eddy's Science and Health, copyrighted by Cheryl Peterson. Subject, Celebrate, Golden Text, Proverbs by steadfast love and faithfulness iniquity is atoned for and by the fear of the lord one turns away from evil exodus when the people saw that moses delayed to come down from the mountain the people gathered themselves together to aaron and said to him up make us gods who shall go before us as for this moses the man who brought us up out of the land of egypt we do not know what has become of him so Aaron said to the people, Take off the rings of gold that are on your ears or your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said these are our gods o israel who brought you up out of the land of egypt and the lord said to moses i have seen this people and behold it is a stiff-necked people now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and i may consume them in order that i may make a great nation of you but moses implored the lord his god and said O oh god lord why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of egypt with great power and with a mighty hand why should the egyptians say with evil intent did he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people remember abraham isaac and israel your servants to whom you swore by your own self and said to them I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have promised I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and on the back they were written. The next day Moses said to the people, you have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves golds, gods of gold. But now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go and lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. 
Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. Then the Lord sent a plague on the people, because they made the calf, the one that Aaron made. Leviticus. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat, and it shall be a statute to you forever in that seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. 21st Century Science and Health Reconciliation or atonement exemplifies our oneness with the divine, whereby we reflect divine truth, life, and love. Moses advanced a nation to the worship of God in spirit instead of matter and illustrated the grand human capacities of being bestowed by immortal mind. In spiritual history, it was mind which saved the Israelites from belief in plagues. It was mind that caused water to flow from rock and manna to, fly from, to fall from the sky while in the wilderness. Miracles attended the successes of the Hebrews. The Israelites looked at the bronze serpent that Moses made and believed they were healed of venomous snake bites. Even when in captivity among foreign nations, the divine principle worked wonders for the people of God in the blazing furnace and in king's palaces. But when they departed from the true idea, their demoralization began. Beliefs that engender a national theology or political religion are the antithesis of true Christianity. Narrow systems and theories concerning God, human beings, health, and a religious society are restrictive. The argument that accused Jesus of making himself equal with God is the same argument that resists a Christianity built on the foundation of spirit. Jesus taught as he was inspired by the maker and would recognize no life, intelligence, or substance outside of God. As the true knowledge of God becomes evident, the outdated concept of God as a mighty hero, lord, or king will continue to vanish. The divine science of the scriptures can't be totally obscured, even up against all the odds of religious officials voting to decide what should or shouldn't be considered holy writ, and readers making mistakes in its translations. As in the past, misinterpretation of scripture occur today. However, the prophet's healing work can't be annulled or lost, and healing demonstrations are intact, confirming that the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Atheism, pantheism, theosophy, and agnosticism are opposed to divine science as they are to ordinary religion. However, a person who identifies with an atheistic tendencies can still be healed by science because more than in most cases, it's the moral condition that demands the remedy of truth 
and science is more than usually effectual in the treatment of moral weaknesses. Nobody can affirm that God is a bodily being. The Bible represents spirit as saying, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Not materially, but spiritually, we know God as divine mind, as life, truth, and love. We become more respectful and caring as we get to know the divine nature better and love soul understandingly. The struggle over physicality will be replaced by a rejoicing in the affluence of our God. Religion will then be of the heart and not of the head. The advent of Jesus of Nazareth marked the first century of the Christian era, but Christ's spirit is without beginning of years or end of days. Throughout all generations, both before and after the Christian era, the Christ as the divine idea, the reflection of God, has come with some degree of power and grace to all prepared to receive the Messiah or truth. Abraham, Jacob, Moses, and the prophets caught glorious glimpses of Christ, which baptized these insightful people in the nature or essence of love. The divine image, idea, or Christ was, is, and ever will be inseparable from the divine principle, truth. Jesus referred to this unity of his spiritual identity as so. Before Abraham was born, I am. I and the Father are one. The Father is greater than I. The one spirit includes all identities. Jesus' sayings did not mean that the human Jesus was or is eternal, but that the divine idea or Christ was and is so, and therefore predated Abraham. Christ is one with the Father, not only with the fleshly Jesus. The spiritual idea of Christ dwells forever in the bosom of the Maker, from which it illumines heaven and earth. The Father is not greater than Spirit, which is God, but greater than the fleshly Jesus, whose earthly career was brief. Christ was imperceptible to the human personal senses, whereas Jesus appeared as a bodily existence. This dualistic personality of the unseen and seen, the spiritual and physical, the eternal Christ and fleshly Jesus, continued until his ascension. The human temporal concept of Jesus disappeared during his ascending transformation, while the spiritual self, or Christ, continues to exist in the eternal order of divine science. Christ's spirit takes away the sins of the world, as always, even before the human Jesus was incarnate to human eyes. Christ's atonement unites our spiritual individuality to God, because the divine principle of Christ is God. It is Christ's purpose to bring us to God. In other words, Christ isn't trying to bring God to human beings. Christ can't reconcile truth to error, for truth and error are irreconcilable. Jesus aided in uniting humanity to God by giving us a truer sense of love, the divine principle of his teachings. The truer spiritual sense of love redeems us from the law of material limitation, sin, and loss by the law of spirit, the law of unlimited love. The teacher refrained from speaking the whole truth. Jesus declared precisely what would destroy sickness, sin, and death. His teachings cause conflict 
and brought to material beliefs, not peace, but a sword. Every prick of conscience, every twinge of agony, every effort to reform, every improved attitude and undertaking will help us understand Jesus's atonement and promote its usefulness. Mortals, asleep at the wheel of spiritual progress, can't habitually pray and repent and still feel included in the atonement, in the at-one-ment with God. Repentance is needed, and repentance is more than feeling really bad. Contrition must be lived with sincerity. Effective repentance reforms thinking and enables human beings to do the will of wisdom. We feel secure in God's goodness when we try to demonstrate, even a little bit at a time, the divine principle of the teachings and practice of the teacher. It is only productive to exercise human willpower in subordination to truth. Human will has the tendency to misguide our decisions and bring out inferior tendencies. Mistaken human wills injure ourselves and others. It is the function of spiritual sense to direct man and woman aright. Human willpower is liable to all evil. The willfulness of human mind can never heal the sick. Contrastingly, the exercise of spirituality, hope, faith, love, is the prayer of the righteous. The healing prayer is governed by science instead of personal mortal senses. In our scientific relationship to God, we find that whatever blesses one, blesses all. The divine method of pardon is to remove completely all that goes against life, truth, and love. Divine love replaces death, truth removes error, and love destroys hate. Being destroyed, sin needs no other form of pardon or forgiveness. Doesn't God's forgiveness, eliminating any one negative thought and action, prophesy and involve the final destruction of all negative thought and action? Since God is all, there is no dimension for something unlike spirit.